Welcome to In the Lap of the Pods, Queen Podcast, with Paul, Joe, and myself, David. It's, a, it's right to reply time, um, because we put out our episode on Electric Fire by Roger Taylor last time, and uh, there's people mentioning a few different things about the album, and uh, some people have left some voice clips as well, which I thought would be nice to hear some people's voices for a wee change, rather than our three monotonous voices um, all the time. So, um, so we'll hear from them, and we'll discuss the points they're raising. So um, it's been a kind of, mi- I guess, mixed response to the podcast and people's opinion on the album in general, uh, which kind of surprised me because I thought it would have just like I under the radar well. and, yeah. you know, people would just be like, okay, if, uh, whatever, you know, I, I just didn't expect seem to have anyone pe- to care that much. <laughs> people seem to have more passion for defending Roger's stuff than they Roger, do Brian's. They do. I, I mean, we absolutely annihilate Brian and, and you know, nobody really argues. Than, <laughs> other than Lisa, maybe. <laughs> Lisa Aye, Lisa's Brian. the only one that defends Brian. Lisa's the only one that defends Brian. And everybody else is just like, Aye. Although we, did, we didn't have the same backlash with happiness. Happiness? We, we did, we ag- we, we, no, we agreed I, that was de- a decent album. It was all right. I, I, that was a decent know. album, and it sounded good, and there were mm. better songs. Yeah. Yes. That's true. This is uh, the, the number which one is go- fact. Aye, which is probably going to be a theme when we discuss uh, some of this feedback. Let's hear from Lynn first. Um, so Lynn, um, to be honest, um, Lynn left a lot of tweets, as did Leighton and Stuart Newman and Richard Hearn and Doug, and I'm going to, going to talk about a few of these. Um, but we've got audio clips from Lynn, Stuart, um, and we've got a really kind of fun one from Pank that we'll share it right um, mm. last, um, which, is, which is quite fun. Um, but let's start off with Lynn. This was Leighton's question, but just in case he doesn't send it in, and since I was thinking it anyway. Um, at one point in the pod, you all decided that Roger had lost his writing talent by the time he got to Electric Fire. But I think Electric Fire and Outsider are similar, and you liked Outsider. So I'd be interested to hear what you guys think the difference is between the two of them that makes one suck and one good. I, I think this is a fair question. It's actually and actually a good question. I think Leighton um, broached it first on Twitter um, by saying he fe- feels I've got similar vibes. And to be honest, um, it's and I, and I did reply on Twitter to say I personally wanted to listen to Outsider before the Electric Fire podcast because I wanted to kind of... Because I, I hadn't listened to Outsider for quite a while and I wasn't sure if it was just maybe a recency bias thing. You know, you've got a new Roger album, so maybe you're a bit enchanted by it in some sort of way. Yeah. Um, but I never got around to it. So I think this is a fair question in terms of dynamics. I think they both share similar dynamics. So I think it's fair enough to, to ask this question. But over to you guys. Joe, do you want to start off? Because I think, Joe, you had a bit of a, bit of a back and forth with uh, Leighton on Twitter about it, and that was it was quite fun to read, actually. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, could you, could you, because no everybody's on Twitter, so there'll be a lot of listeners that, that won't see this stuff. So, let's let's uh, get your thoughts on, I guess, what Lynn's saying here, and ultimately, I guess, what Leighton is saying as well. Right. I well, I mean, <clears throat> I think what I said to uh, Leighton, uh, obviously not verbatim because I can't remember exactly, but again, it was like, you know, 
the point I was trying to get across is something can have exactly the same sort of vibe, but ultimately the songs need to be good in that particular vibe. And and I'm sorry, in Electric Fire, the songs are, are, are very, very boring and monotonous, whereas the stuff that could be considered, you know, monotonous and boring on The Outsider, they share similar vibe in the sense of the low-key songs, but they're much better songs. So I, I was just trying to make that fact, you know, like, you know, not all rock songs, just because they're rock songs, A, sound alike, and B, are all good because they're rock songs. Do you know what I mean? I, I think I used Love Token and Hammer to Fall as an example. Both are rock yeah. songs, right? Mm-hmm. So how can you, com- how, you can't compare them. They both have heavy guitars. Do you know what I mean? They're both driving pace, you know, tempos Probably and stuff. the same key as well. The same key and everything. Yeah. But they're completely different. One's fucking an amazing rock song, the other one's a fucking piece of shit. So my point was, you can't just take a vibe or something that's very similar and compare them. Ultimately, it comes down to the, the songs, to me anyway. Do you know what I mean? So that was the point I was tr- trying to make, that the songs are just ultimately better for me on The Outsider. Oh, yep. Yeah, I, I agree with 100% of everything you say there, Joe. Um, the songs are just better. I, I, I stuck Outsider on yesterday uh, to give it a listen, um, and it'd been a wee while, and I'm thinking, well, maybe, maybe I am. You know, maybe mm-hmm. there is a lot of similarities between this and, but other than the, a lot of the songs having the same a similar tempo, mm-hmm. the songs on outside are just are just better. But you know, I mean, there there is some bad, you know, songwriting kind of bits, but that's that's Roger for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it. Uh, the, the the number one thing on outsider is he sings. Yep, totally. And he's not he's he's not uh, doing a, a kind of low rumble, uh, a mumble kind of thing into the mic. Um, doing doing a you know a Roger I Waters and person. Aye, aye, the cream. That kind of vibe. He's he's actually singing. Aye, um, good point. Actually, so, aye. Uh, immediately that's that's the difference and controversially um and this this being this tempo you know what type of song he sounds he sounds better now in his 70s than he did back then yep, so there fine. you go look we, we we often agree with each other and that's just the way it is um and I agree with both of you, and and the songs are better. And I did the same, Paul. I, I went back and listened to Outsider, and again, prepared to kind of almost backtrack and go, well, do you know what? Yeah, back on it. Twitter to Leighton and go. Actually, I've listened to it, and it's probably just as poor as Electric Fire mm-hmm. when I when I reflect on it. But that is absolutely not the experience that I got with the album. No. When it opens up, that song Tides is is beautiful. It's Great, it's brilliant. Man. The sense of I know, I know, I know. It's a great Aye, song. I know, exactly. It just, it just keeps going. Yeah. It's not like a concept album, but it seems to have a kind like of overarching theme. Thread. Aye. Yeah. 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 Um, Mortality, know, I think. Isolation yeah. and all that, you know, that type yeah. of thing, which makes it more interesting than, you know, um, the stuff in Electric Fire. Sorry. It just mm-hmm. does. To me. It's, mel- it's again, melodically better I, as well. Again, you know just. Just like yeah. Leighton and, and Lennon and all the other people that prefer Electric Fire, that, it's entirely, that, that's great. You know, that's, exactly. that's your yeah. opinion. You're mm. wrong, but, you know. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> but I prefer I thought I'd a question. I was... and, and the cover's better <laughs> and all. It's got a better cover. 
Ah, it has got a better Because that cover's yeah. fucking... Mate, me have, having a shite's a better cover than that, man. <laughs> I mean, even... I've, I've just... I'm almost like doing a wee a mini podcast on outside. I'm not going to go through every song, but I, I just took some notes like I would if I was actually doing the podcast again. But, um, I mean, Ty's the opening one is, is a really great use of minor chords there. No, yep. the pianos really these kind of really... Um, haunting. Haunting. Ah, I suppose it's the word, Joe. Um... And yeah. really subtle dynamics, you know. There's, yeah. there's, there's, and see, to be honest, I think there's, there's probably a lot of intangibles as well. Why to why outsiders better than than electric fire? Just some, just a vibe. So thing, something you can't actually quantify necessarily. Yeah. Yep. Maybe, yep. maybe the fact that it was, you know, not all of it, but most of it was recorded during lockdown. So he had, he had mm. literally nothing else to do. So That's a good point, it, his focus was purely on that. So. Ah, you know, maybe. Maybe the maybe. quality improved. But see um, the thing. Because of that. But see yeah. the see the see the massive thing. The massive thing and and Paul given you listened to it uh, recently, I'm surprised you didn't pick up. No, I certainly didn't mention it anyway, maybe. There's a there's a there's a quite a, a fundamental difference as well between the two albums. And see on outsider, he's playing his drums. Aye. Oh, aye, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Drums. Aye. It's yeah. fairly obvious, isn't it? Aye, aye. Yeah. There's drums in it. Aye. Aye. See, and I know, I know, I know. Both, it's that backbeat yeah. thing. Okay, it's yeah. just a 4 4, right? But it's, it's Roger's sound. It's Roger. You know, it's and you know voice. it's Roger. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, so, and yeah. and even more kicks after it, real drums again, Roger. Yeah. So you're, you're actually, because our criticism of Electric Fire is like you're a drummer and I, I can't hear anything on this that Aye. sounds, you know, good drum wise. Your DNA, which is something that's distinctively him. Is the same yeah. kind of drum beats that he would write? You know, he does those rolling. Those it's hard to describe, uh-huh. but that kind of rolling drum beat that he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And 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 I, uh, he's 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 not doing it, and then he's using programmed drums that sound crap and bland. And yeah. you yeah. know, it's one of the things you love about the guy, and he's not utilizing it. And he and yeah, on, totally. And on electric fire, not only was he not utilizing his drum skills, he wasn't to me wasn't utilizing his voice properly either. Like Paul was saying, yeah, he's doing yeah. that nah. mumble talking shit. And that's the thing. There's, I mean, we, I think we said in the Outsider podcast that there's a lot of really bad lyrics on this album as well. On Outsider, you know, there is, there, there is. is. But the again, the songs are just better. Songs are better. And um, and uh, and the thing is that you know that I, I agree with Paul. I think there's a couple towards the end that I, I just I don't think are particularly good songs. You Aye. know, they're, they're they're not. And for me, you know, I think we marked. You know, Joe, you, Joe, you marked um, marked Electric Fire as a three. Myself and Paul was a four. I mean, this. Is, I mean, outsiders probably like a six. Aye. You know, what I mean, it's I not as if it's it. like, uh, you know, maybe aye. a six, six and a half, maybe an absolute push. Six. Um, aye. So it's 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 a it's a decent album. I'm not saying it's like you know Rogers' masterpiece or anything, but I think just to close this point, aye. That there you go. There's our reason for for thinking outsiders better, and it sounds better. It aye. actually sounds yes. better. The production is better. It's it's clearer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, Roger's voice is clearer. It's more, you know. the, yeah, overall more organic. You know, yeah, he, he was maybe totally. going for a kind of electro kind of thing on Electric yeah, Fire. Listen, whereas here, it's you know, an outsider. It's yeah, organic. Yeah, fair play, yeah. fair play. You know, but yeah, yeah. So outside, so yeah, it's probably some. Yeah, probably we would agree. Similar in dynamics, but to, you know, they're, they're they're two different albums. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully, that's. Uh, <laughs> that satisfied a few people. I think you've got surrender wrong, guys. 
there's no happy part of this song. It doesn't alternate between angry and happy. Um, I don't think she's living a better life somewhere else. I think she surrendered life. That's what the lyrics say. Surrender life, surrender love. And he can't reach her because she just plain gave up. She's dead. That was the only way she could get away. See, that's interesting to me because um, I think it was me, to be honest, um, that Lynn's talking about because it was me it was saying, saying about how well, she's coming out of it, she's found, you know, so I, I don't think you guys mentioned that. I don't think you particularly cared much about what was happening in the yeah. song because you didn't like the song that much. But So I think probably I'm probably better at answering this, but I, I've got to be completely honest, when I heard Lynn, uh, this clip that Lynn sent, um, it actually did stay with me for a couple of hours. I was thinking about, well, that is pretty pretty profound the fact that it, it isn't positive at all Aye. you know yep. that mm. she has actually you know had to had to commit suicide basically to to escape a horrible uh, situation so that did that made me go oh, actually that does and it, and it does when you when we've, we've said this in many podcasts when you find out what something's really about and it's profound or it's 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 the opposite of what you thought it does change your mindset a little bit on the song. Now, I haven't went back and listened to the song so since that, so I don't know how I feel about it listening to it again with this knowledge. But it did. It affected me in a way that it made me really think and go, wow, that's actually quite quite fucking dark for a, for a start. But, um, you know, you, I think Joe, maybe Paul, maybe both of you, maybe on the podcast, that certainly one of you mentioned that it maybe should have stayed dark all the way through. Yeah, I think both of us did. Because uh, uh, we didn't like, we didn't like the can't touch me now. Uh, it just that, seemed that, like because the subject matter was so dark. Yeah. But then, if what Lynn is saying is right, the subject matter is fucking dark. So, in mm. my opinion, it would have been a better song if it had kept it darker all the way through. Almost. I almost more more a reason to do that, you know, because yep. you, because we now know that this, the full song is that there's no hope. Exactly, there's no yeah, hope. Yeah, Aye, yeah. Maybe having our sound so clear and all that, and and you know, almost light. Maybe maybe they were going for a kind of she, she's in heaven or something kind of vibe Aye. or something. Ah, right, you know, okay. that type of thing. But Aye. it, it still doesn't work for me. Probably that, overthinking does... it because I don't think Aye. that much thought went into the fucking song. To be honest, no, you know? I don't <laughs> think so. Aye, again, not, no. again, what you were saying, what we were saying before um, about do I like the song? Not particularly. Um, do you know what I mean? Uh, mm. Subject matter aside, you know, it doesn't mean I necessarily need to. Again, it's I don't necessarily need to like the song because it's got a profound meaning and. I don't mean that to sound bad. Do you know what I mean? I don't mean no, that. No, it, like, it's, like it's, if yeah, if yeah, if absolutely. I like the song, I mean the, the the fucking the message is right, right. Just no matter what I think of the actual song sonically, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. But if if that that really potent dark vibe was put into a more darker song, I think it would have had much more of an impact and it would have resonated with me more. I think the song kind of starts that way, and then it yeah, does that yeah. kind of change. Yeah. And again, it's not it's not a slight on the woman's voice. And, and and it's, it's a good singer. And for yeah, me, yeah, it's just it's, it's just the abrupt way it stops, and then she starts singing it. It, it does, I it, it doesn't, doesn't work. Aye, yep, aye. It doesn't for me either. No, exactly. I don't want to. I don't want to go back here because we're just reviewing the song again. So um, we'll we'll leave it there. But um, I mean, just for what it's worth, I I I don't, didn't mind the song. You know, I think you guys just didn't really really feel it. But I, I didn't mind it in fairness, but yeah, no, that was really interesting, Lynn, because I think even with the lyrics, I hadn't read the lyrics, and 
I didn't know that, you know, the lyrics that, that Lynn mentions in the message that I didn't know they were the lyrics, you know, I was just hearing lines here and there and just, I suppose, kind of mm. just making up my own mind about what was going on, you know, so, mm-hmm. but no, thanks for that, Lynn. Nice to hear Lynn's voice. Uh, yep. Hope you're doing well, Lynn. Aye, absolutely. Lynn, Lynn actually gave us a donation as well in the meantime, so. Um, oh, thank you, Lynn. Well, should try to bribe us to say that it's, Ah, that's a good song. Uh, no, uh, no, the, the donation was long before these clips. Ah, right, right. Ah, sorry, right. Right. So, so it's all right. Ah, so it's, ah. it's all clean. It's all clean. Ah. So it's clean money. Ah. It's clean money. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she did say on Twitter. Um, it was it was actually quite funny. I've just got to read this. Uh, this was when we announced that the podcast was coming. And um, she said, "I'm going to state for the record before I even listened that I love this album." So there, and then our reply was. You might not enjoy the podcast that much then. <laughs> and then she, right. said, <laughs> she said, ah, you cunts don't know everything. So there you go. True. Uh, true. That's true. She has, she that's true. true. Listen, she man, it's, true. it's all subjective, right? It's all it subjective. We are But cunts this is good. Actually, I like cunts. this. That's no subjective. I'll, we are cunts. Aye, aye, exactly. But I like this kind of right to reply kind of thing. I think it's good. But aye, the thing is, cool. we're not going to... I'm not going to go back and forth because we'll be saying stuff and people will be going, ah, but, ah, but you're not getting a chance. It's fucking No, nah, you had your chance. This, right? Fuck off. Right, oh. so <laughs> hit Twitter and we'll just block you, you know. Ah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but uh, we got a few few others um, on Twitter. So Doug, our man Doug in Columbus, Ohio, um, he said, I am more accepting of easy listening and pop than our esteemed hosts. So it figures I like that I pop. may like Electric Fire. In fact, I think it's RT's most listenable album. Certainly better than its three other most recent ones. Tracks 1, 3, 4, 6, and 90, 12 are all winners in my book. I don't even know what tracks they are, to be honest. Nah. Um, but you're wrong, Doug. So anyway, I, but I hope you're doing well, mate. hope you're I, doing I, well. I, let's aye. move on. Nice to hear from you, but you're <laughs> fucking wrong. Aye. That's it. Richard. Um, you're wrong at all, Richard. Email. I haven't even heard what you're going to say, but you're wrong. No, Richard's all right, man. I'm, I've read Richard. I'm sure. Oh, right, I think Richard's siding with us. So, so Richard Hearn, just caught up with this. A really entertaining podcast with some particular funny moments. Even Chris Rea would think it lacked energy, etc. You know, I think that was Joe. <laughs> Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi. <laughs> um, and I definitely agree with some of your criticisms of the album. I do like tonight, Pressure On, Surrender, and Working Class Hero, though. So, kind of like us. He likes that. A couple of songs. Ah, on don't it. Watch you inside. Mm-hmm. Our man Jim C. <laughs> he just fucking so, uh, hates everything. It's a solo record. It's brilliant. <laughs> so um, he took a screenshot of a review on on uh, Amazon of this so, album. So yeah, yeah. So that <laughs> so he took a screenshot and it's someone called Valerie, and it says very poor due to fault. I disliked this CD as it was faulty and didn't play any music at all. So sent it back and was refunded. And our man Jim says, looks like Valerie got a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking right she did, man. <laughs> um, saved her the pain, man. She let Heather go, mate. <laughs> I'll save you that pain. <laughs> Please let the electric fire go. Sonic Volcano. It's been a wee oh, while. Oh, um, Paul, he's, about, doing, you know, Paul? he's liking retweeting and all that, so that's fantastic. Oh, I know, comments, I know so Paul, nice personally, Paul's a good ah, guy. I know Paul. I, 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 I know Paul. So, um, nice to hear from him again. So, he just said, the laziest album cover ever. Dreadful. Oh, absolutely. Quite yeah. like it. Not a classic by any means, but listenable. So, I guess he's in the middle yeah. with it. Um, and we had a few from Stuart. and um, But rather than uh, read out what Stuart's saying, I thought what we'd do is um, actually just play the clips because he sent us a few clips as well. So let's hear from Stuart. 
Hi guys, good good poddy on Electric Fire. Loved it uh, as I love all the work. So keep it up and um, yeah, great good on you. Uh, Electric Fire, you gave it a three or a four. I think it's a bit harsh to be honest. I think I'd probably say just no, a not. touch above that, no, like maybe a five or so. It is a long old album. It is a long old listen. Maybe a bit boring at times with sort yeah, of nasty lyrics. I get sure. that, yeah. but I think there's a couple of good songs in there. I think no more fun yeah. haircuts. I think where are you now? No, I think it's a really good tune, and it suffers from no. being tenth on the album, other than the piano solo, which is a little bit. I think you described it as a bit Baywatch. Uh, I totally agree with I'm that. Sure, but, David. <laughs> um, overall, I think it's a decent song. That so I think it it's not fun in space. But it's also not another world in terms of any sort of like embarrassing moments. And I just I, wonder, I time of Brian's mm. another world, Roger's doing this. Whether, although I think Roger probably was a bit half-assed, um, I wonder if he's trying to purposely be very different to Brian. And I wonder if that kind of is yeah. the eventual detriment of Electric Fire because he's trying to separate himself so much and almost going to this kind of electro rock. I almost see. Electric Fire has almost been Roger's hot space moment a little bit. I think sonically it sounds great. Some really poor instrument choices. If only it just played all the proper rock instruments, then things like No More Fun and Haircuts, I think, would have been really, really cool tracks. But, um, yeah, keep it the good work, guys, and I can't wait to listen to what you've got to say about Fun on Earth. Take it easy. Uh, Before we go into that Fun on Earth, you mentioned that at the end, I haven't listened to Fun on Earth. I've never heard it. No. You know what? I I have. I listened to it about three or four nights ago in my bed. We'll be doing that podcast, I dare say, in the next couple of months anyway, within the next couple of months. So, um, yeah, no, so good. Uh, thanks for that, Stuart. Um, good comments there. Hi, nice one, Stuart. Um, we liked it quite detailed and, you know, quite a, quite a few talking points. The main thing he mentioned there, though, was the whole idea that maybe Roger was trying to differentiate himself from Brian and tried, but to the point where it's just, maybe it's half-arsed, you know. Um, Joe, nah. you were kind of shaking your head as, as Stuart was saying that, so do you want nah. to elaborate? Nah, I don't think Roger and Brian, because, I mean, at this point, Queen were Queen, in inverted commas, right, Queen. Were dead, you know. What I mean, at this point, I don't think they would hooked up with Paul Rogers or anything at this point. So Queen would. No, did, but that but was, the song we're going to talk about tonight, man. It was the same year, man. So, uh, aye, uh, well, all right. But what I'm saying, well, I'm t- I guess what <laughs> I'm trying to say is, I don't think Roger. It probably even heard back to the light. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I, I seriously doubt. It same as I don't think Brian. If I bet, if you ask Brian if he's heard the Rogers records, it'd be like, nah. Maybe I think. Song, I, I, I think to compare. You know, he said, "Is this Rogers' hot space?" No, because hot space is interesting. Fucking electric fire is not interesting in the slightest. Do you know what I mean? It's just very, very boring, and it lumps in. You know, and oh, you could say again, go back to what we were talking about earlier. All these soul records after, well, after Final Frontier, definitely for me, all kind of, you know, dig the same hole. They're all, they're all very similar. Although, mm-hmm. again, going back to some have better songs than others, but they're all kind of similar in vibe. So. To say it's like Hot Space, I wouldn't really say that because Hot Space, if he came out with like a fucking grindcore album or something like that, I'd be like, right, okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, right, he's really pushing the boat out here. He's going fucking mental. He's been listening to Napalm Bed, but that's it, not what's happening like, here. It's too safe. Aye, that's like the safe thing. And I think it's kind of, you know, it's almost like you fail spectacularly. Aye, aye. Don't aye. just fail with a whimper. You know, aye, it's failed. Exactly. Just that, you know, what, you know, like, like oh, well, there you go. They're almost the same period david bowie released earthling and that drum and bass album right mm. right now it 
to me, actually, for a lot of people, it, it didn't work. It was with the fuck I like some of it. I sorry. really like it. I mean, I really yeah. like it. I think it's, I think it's a good album. Um, again, because there's good songs and there's good, good, you know, lyrics and, and all the rest Trent, of it. Trent works um, on that in some of the tunes. Eh? Trent, uh, he did later on. He did a remix of "I'm Afraid of Americans," which is a great uh, tune. Which I, is a great tune. That, yeah. Um, but I, I so, but you know, what I mean, it's like you know, but boy, could uh that, that could have not not worked at all. But at least you know what he gave it a shot. I yeah, but, exactly. But there's no, it's you know, it's getting more to lose than, than Roger. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Well, oh, sorry, David. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. get more to lose than Roger. Okay. Roger's nothing to lose. He can literally do whatever the fuck he wants because he doesn't really have a, a, a successful yeah, solo yeah. career. So it's not like he's cut. He's going to cut his own throat by doing a fucking right, reggae yeah. album. And that's the thing we saw him in a club in Glasgow on this tour. You know, on the electric yeah, exactly, tour. exactly. You know, so and I, it probably wasn't even full. You know, it was. <laughs> so, it was about three quarters. So, it was a good gig, I, though. Yeah, I know. It was. It was excellent. You I, know. And, but um, but, but, but the reason I, I mentioned Boy in particular is just because I know Roger's a total Boy freak, and and you think he would just take a <laughs> almost like a wee, you know what? I, I know they're two different people, and it's it's probably unfair. Like we're comparing basically a solo artist who's a fucking genius to a solo artist that is a band member, really. Ultimately, at the yeah. end of the day, you know what I mean. So it's it's apples and oranges. I get that, but. Um, it's just my, my point being fail spectacular they don't just fail with a fucking Aye. whimper you know here's my question to Leighton and Lynn and all that where's where's Roger Cyborg exactly, exactly man on that album exactly Where is it? where's the Cyborg man? call it up for Cyborg to rob you out <laughs> I <laughs> but that was another thing he said about, about uh, you know it's better than another world no it's no and I, and I hate Brian me do you know what I mean? It's like, I've got no reason to defend them. Do you know what I mean? We should put that right at the start. <laughs> I hate Brian May. <laughs> I don't hate him, right? Um, in fairness to Stuart, I think he was he was probably saying there wasn't a, there's nothing on uh, Electric Fire that makes you angry. It's kind of, we made that point. It's not ah, we made that point. Whereas there's that. stuff on another world, you're going, what the fuck is this, you know? Um, By like the hoedown song, the fucking... Uh, <laughs> shit kickers. <laughs> Another clip from Stuart, actually. Um... Really made me laugh, actually, because just before the pod came out, I thought I'd just brush up on my own kind of recollections of the album. And I was on a long drive. And, and, and after the album, all the remixes and all that sort of thing come on. And it made me laugh. I think you said that London Town, you quite like the track, especially because of the fact that it changes about halfway through. And it made me giggle when I was listening to what's called London Town Single Mix. Um, and it gets to the point where it changes and it just kind of fades out. So it makes, makes it a really, really boring <laughs> song, actually. Uh, and I just, just made me chuckle with that one. Also, <laughs> uh, A Nation of Haircuts Club Cut is an absolute travesty oh. of a song, uh, an awful remix. <laughs> it turns it into a club tune. But what it does do, it takes the half-speed thing out and it just carries on at the original pace into that kind of, kind of pre-chorus part. Right. Um, and that's just worth a mm. listen, actually, because it it does keep the momentum of the track. It's a terrible remix, but it just keeps mm. the momentum of the track, which I think you guys said, um, or at least Cutley said. I think that um, it kind of goes into half speed. Um, but yeah, just and also, just if you if you can have a listen to One Night Stand and Keep a Knocking, uh, a couple of songs that were recorded around that time. It didn't make it to the album that I think uh, should have done, and I think they'd replace just about anything on the album that we got. But that is very much in line with Queen and a lot of their song decisions, isn't it? So, cheers, guys. Take it easy. Thanks, Stuart. Um, and, uh, aye, um, One Night Stand and Keep a Knocking. 
don't want to go into um, a review of these two songs, but just briefly, did you get the chance to listen to these songs? Yes. Yes. And um, Paul, uh, one night stand. Yeah, it's yeah, it's got a bit of life about it, Anna. <laughs> so it should be on electric fire. Bummer. Let's see electric suit bell. <laughs> good, good Scottish comic. Aye. The Scottish fizz. Aye. Aye. Um yeah, I'd say it, it's it's quite a quite a good riff. Quite quite uh, guitars are you know quite quite high up in the mix and all that. Um and he and he sings and it's got a bit of energy about it. Yeah. It's not not the greatest song I've ever heard or whatever, but it's yeah, it's compared to what's on uh, the album. What what made it on the album? It's uh, yeah, I, I would take it pretty much any any song out of it and put that in. Yeah, I think you're right, okay. Stuart. That yeah, it definitely should have been on the album. Don't know why it wasn't, but Joe. Sure. Uh, I thought it was fucking piss boring, man. If I'm brutally honest, man, <laughs> I I thought it was just it has like one riff in the entire tune, and it's like aye, it, it, aye. I mean, the, I was the, trying to be nice. I'm just being honest, mate. Fuck, be nice. I, I, I I'm not here to be was, fucking nice, mate. <laughs> I didn't say it was a good song. I just say that. Uh, I'm here to cut cunts in half. Nah. <laughs> um, nah. Days. It, 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 it's just it, it's, again, I it, ruin everybody's day. I um. So I, but I back to the song. It's like I, it, it's, there's nothing to this, man. Um, the only things that I'd say that are alright. About it is, I quite like the vocal effect on the no, 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 but thought that was all right. Um, I quite like the way the way his voice kind of fades in and out. Ah, uh, kind of. Uh, but see that fucking again. It's like, like it's going along. It's going down, no, 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 or whatever it does. It's something like that, and it? it's like it's kind of pulley on, pull off, riff. Right. You would think when it comes to the chorus, it would fucking open up. And it doesn't. It goes. Uh, it stops. It goes. I want to one night stand. I'm like, for fuck's sake, Roger, man. I think fuck you weren't writing any choruses for Queen tunes apart for the ones that Freddie had a fucking hand in. Because, like, nah, I'm sorry, man. I thought this was as boring as fuck. <laughs> I'm not going to say much, um, but I completely agree with Joe. I, I, even both of them, I was just like, whatever. Aye. <laughs> just I'd the, 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 the other... The other one is... Keep knocking was... Uh. Just, aye, the aye, little Richard version is fucking amazing, and the, it, little Richard's sounded, vocals they, are amazing. Do you know what I mean? Aye, they, they both uh, sounded like they, they, like B sides to be honest to me. So. And Rory Gallagher does a version of it as well, and it's much better. So, mm. aye, aye, you, Roger. Aye, totally, man, totally. Right, well, let's leave it at that. So, again, thanks, Stuart. Um, aye, cheers, oh, mate. Appreciate you leaving those, uh, those messages, man. So it's nice to hear, nice to hear different voices, man. Really, really yeah. cool. Aye. Um, the last thing we're going to play now. Um, in fact, before we do that, they've got a couple of kind of things, um, other bits of feedback. Um, in fact, there's one last one that I'll just read out. So this is from Mick Redmond, um, and Mick's obviously been in touch in the past. Um, so what he said is, brilliant lap lads, very enjoyable pod. The honesty, Sunday morning walk with the schnauzer and laughing and smiling in public again. A barse. Yeah. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that one before. It's called a tisn't an island. Tisn't the Tisn't the balls. So <laughs> oh, right, yeah, cool. A tisn't, that's good. I like that. That's cool. And it says, fuck me, I laughed the loudest at Paul's Chris Rea singing voice. <laughs> Spot on. I totally, man. He's got it nailed. Joe's seen Chris Rea falling asleep singing that song. 
<laughs> Great stuff as always, lap lads. Keep her, keep keeping her lit. All the best, Mick. So, cheers, Mick. Mick. Cheers, man. Glad we added to your Sunday there and made it a wee Aye, bit Mick, that's good, Maybe mate. Maybe you've got a new word. You've got a new word. That's Aye, that's it. <laughs> nice to share. Last, Isn't... last, the last, uh, last clip here is from Pank. Looking back all those years ago, I made songs that everybody knows about growing up and my radio. My gravelly voice would be both high and low. But now I spend my time <laughs> just finding words that rhyme. Like words ending in Asian, like creation, civilization, jubilation, destination, and fuck me, crustacean. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really my review of Electric <laughs> Fire. Some nice <laughs> in parts, Spotted. and his voice sounding nice. But as you guys said, no identifiable choruses that you really want to sit and uh, chant along to. I really wouldn't come on down to London Down if I heard that song. I'd probably stay quite far away, Glasgow maybe. And um, yeah, I just really don't like the album at all, which is sad because <laughs> the one who produced such magic all those years ago, his quality control and his musical antenna kind of faded, failed him. Outside, yeah. I had some nice redeeming parts, but I'm afraid that's really all I have to say. Okay, right. Well, <laughs> like Pax uh, Boy, I with us, probably uh, anyone that we've heard from. Um, so, no, but that, that, that first part was excellent. Uh, it's cool. <laughs> oh, great, man. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Pank. Absolutely. Cheers, Pank, mate. Nice thank one. You. Um, I suppose that rounds it up. Bye. Bye now. <laughs>